Hello, and have we got a new topic for you. Today's topic, corporate shenanigans. What is that all about? Well, come on in, take a seat, sit back, and enjoy the ride. That is Insane Rhetoric. Good morning, Insane Rhetoric. How are you guys doing this day? How are you doing out there in podcast land? It's another day's journey and I'm not tired yet. Good morning, y'all. It's a beautiful day in my neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Mm-mm. Would you be mine? Mm-mm. Could you be mine? <laughs> I have always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you know what I want to talk about today? What is it? So I was having this conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there are people. Pe- I, what? So here's my theory on jobs. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, most of us are Tommy on Martin, <laughs> and that is we ain't got no job, man. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because to me, the job does not belong to me. I don't pay myself. I don't make up my own rules about the job. The job is not mine. The job has been given to me or awarded to me or whatever for me to work for someone else. I can have pride in that job and do the best that I can do in Mm -hmm. that job. Mm -hmm. But that person who owns that company or owns that job when they make whatever decisions they make whether i like them or not we're not talking about that right now when they make the decisions that they make if they choose not to think about me when they make them what that how can i change that they really have to be that type of person or have those type of whatever their situation is in the background they got to be able to think about their employees the way they should, right? They have to have a moral compass. They have to have the money to finance the whatever to do the things that the normal employee would like for them to do, like give me a raise. I can go in and, and you know, state my case for one, and I can have, state my case for a raise, and I can have, you know, good talking skills where I impress upon them that they must give me one, right? I'm not talking about that right now. I'm just talking about the job doesn't belong to me. So any ultimate decisions that are made, whether they benefit me or not, I really don't have the biggest thing to say in what an employer decides to do. 
I think I think is 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 sometimes it's a sense of entitlement to you think because somebody like you said has awarded you a position and then you probably ain't had nothing in your life before so when you get a little piece of something that you want to go over and beyond the call of duty and you want to talk start talking to people like you the c uh cfo or the the ceo or either one of those positions or you know people just people don't know how to uh actually get along with other people in organizations which is crazy because my thing is uh if you could do my job they would have put you here you know (laughs) so if you feel that that you can do it then ain't no leave me being in this position and then now you got another problem because because you were in everybody's lane and you didn't took on everybody's workload and everybody's caseload now what's gonna happen is you're gonna say i'm overwhelmed <laughs> well see here's the thing i like i think that most people don't really even understand that there is a structure so you hear the term corporate structure Mm-hmm. and even in businesses in any type of business that structure mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's only you know fortune 500 company no doesn't mean that at all so pretty much any business that you have organization to society whatever whatever there's a structure to it yeah absolutely okay so now there could be different types of those structures right yes but the corporate structure is the basis for building any model right because any model is going into business is there to make money yes okay so even if you take it over to a church yeah because people i know people out there listening talking about no not bad church separation between church and state okay but you still got to understand that there are financial models of organization in churches too it's a hierarchy in anything depending upon the size of the church like you got the church where the basic model everybody in the church that work for the church that volunteer for the church everybody look to the pastor to tell them what to do mm-hmm. True. now the bigger the pat the bigger the church then you start asking more you you start adding more administrative staff so you don't report directly to a pastor you don't you part you 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 talk to whoever is over that particular department okay so <laughs> or ministry as they would call it so you got a divisional or departmental organization so the trustee ain't gonna be over the music department and the music department ain't gonna be over the deacons okay so I'm just saying there's different ways to structure the business depending upon, you know, whatever your whatever you got going on in your business and right. how many people you got going on in your business. 
So I think that most people, when they go to work, to their job that they think is theirs, they just kind of, they don't really understand that you're there to make money for this person that hired you and put you in that position. That's number right. one. Right. Because that's the bottom line is make money, be productive. Right. Absolutely. If you're in a church, get some bus in the seat so we can get more people tithing. Yeah. And get some more money in the building fund. <laughs> don't bring up the building fund. I, okay. so, I always wanted to say that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But listen. I think people don't realize that the structure is important. And if if every worker, I'm not saying that you have to be a robot. I'm just saying that you have to understand your part in the structure. Right. Right. I I agree. If you don't, if you don't understand, it's like the gears in a clock. Without the smaller gears to turn some of the big ones, you don't have accurate time. And business works just the same. If somebody is falling shorter, they don't know their job and their job description and how to operate in their job and that job description without going over into somebody else's lane, it makes for conflict in organizations. And when you but have, you don't go outside the com- you don't go outside the, the the company company and tell your problem and tell your problem. No. I mean, I'm not saying we don't need whistleblowers. That's not what I'm talking no. about. No, I'm talking about the average day to day. You know, he usurped my authority, right? In the business meeting, and he shouldn't have done that. Right. 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 And and that's what a lot of people tend to do. And then I think I, I think one of the biggest problems is people are so touch sensitive that they don't even know if a person is saying something to help them or to harm them. They don't know the difference. It's hard for them to, to see the difference. Some people it's hard for them to see the difference in you're saying something to help me but because you're so sensitive to the fact about it that it may you trying to make it sound like i'm saying something to harm you and that you now go on the offensive of what's needing to be done that and and people don't know how to take criticism they don't know how to take criticism but how can you take criticism if you think that everything you're doing, your 150% that you're putting into this company, because you think you're putting that in, right? Mm-hmm. Not not what is not what is perceived by others, it's what's perceived by you. That's what that's what I'm not talking about everything else right now. Just what is perceived by you and what you think you're putting in or what you think you have to offer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're giving that. And in your brain, because this you have one job at this place, which means now you have to think about having another job at this mm-hmm. place of mm-hmm. higher status and more money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we get there? Absolutely. We have to show what we can do. We have to show our worth. 
Like it's called the word in corporate America is called productivity. Okay, we have to show that we're that we're the one. Right. You got to stand out. You know. And okay, and- so how do we get there? Some of us choose to stand on other shoulders by like literally pushing them out the way. Some of us choose to allow others to pull us up with them. Some of them sleep with the boss. Uh, <laughs> <she's saying. laughs> okay. I, so <laughs> Which you know to be true. I mean, come on. We know you dumb it in a box of rocks and you ain't got a lick of intelligence, but now you didn't just made executive partner huh listen <laughs> i'm okay y'all so the pandemic the pandemic has allowed me to visit more things than ever before right so i'm i'm and this show i'm gonna tell y'all this show and the pandemic like I, I'm on social media way more than I ever, ever was. Like I had, I did have a digital footprint before, but my digital footprint is even bigger now, right? So like you like Bigfoot in the in the uh, social media world now. <sighs> drives you me little, crazy. You little foot, you was little foot at first, but now I was you're little like foot. Big. Now I'm big foot. Like it drives me crazy, but we can't do this job if we don't know what we're supposed to know, right? Absolutely. So, I've been like some people. I am an entrepreneur, and this is one of my businesses that I do. (laughs) So I I I watch things. Let me tell y'all something. I watched this. I watched this thing where this lady. This lady was speaking. She was speaking, y'all. This lady was getting down. I was understanding everything she was saying. And then it was enough for me to like put it in perspective and like, okay, well, I can see how that's germane to my life. And, you know, like she was getting down with what she was saying, how she broke it down. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you, I kept getting distracted because she kept pulling out her clothes. Yeah, she kept pulling. She she was heavily endowed at the top. Her bosom, her her bosoms was big, and you know I used to want to be part of that crew. Where was you at? I'm interested to know where you at. The lady was the lady was speaking about something good, and then they they had titties everywhere. <laughs> where, where, where was the you lady with? just kept adjusting her clothes up around her bosoms and I was distracted from the message she was giving because she kept just she kept she just kept jerking around with her clothes so she wasn't even comfortable with the stuff that she was wearing for herself to try to make her feel quote unquote better but so basically you was out here saying that she running around her giving a message and, and trying to help people and trying to educate people, but she looked like a two dollar hoe. 
but it. I can't even understand. I can't. I, what I what what I? How does she think that that message she gave overall, not just the written message, but the message she where she was twirling around and you know just kind of futzing around trying to fix her clothes. How does she think that that would be make her productive for the company she worked for? It, it, it wouldn't make her productive at all. That's probably why she has a problem or probably can't get ahead. She's probably one of the people that's trying to sleep with somebody to move up. I don't know. I, I, like This is what I'm saying. I like this, You have to really understand how all of your actions... I was in the job once and it was one it was big girl moment i told y'all before i'd have been every every size they ever could have been and the boss was a big girl the coo was a big girl the boss got complacent she'd been there for a long long time like multiple decades and she got to where she no longer came to work dressed in you know business attire mm-hmm. every day the boss came to work in jeans and a big t-shirt with tennis she wanted, shoes she wanted to be comfortable so so you know when you when when i spoke to people who had been at this company for a long time they said well we used to all have to come to work like that and then um the policy got changed where we could come business casual and ever since she changed the policy that's how she been coming to work i was like but that's not business casual it's like yeah but that's the way she come dressed so that's why we come dressed that's why we come dressed like we dress you gonna have to and they said to me you gonna have you gonna have to stop dressing like that because you making us all look bad there were only three people that went to work dressed in business casual attire and who like really put their head down and worked and you could see the productivity. And see, that's see, that's that's the problem. When you have people that have set set good standards in an organization and you are looking at the model. And then you veer off of what the model is, but but the model didn't change. That that's a that's an individuality problem. You wanna you to you wanna be an individual that just has a a, a, a characteristic of doing what they want to do, and that'll get you fired in some places <laughs> no, because. When you when you have that, you're not lining up with what the system is. Right. So I wasn't lining up with what the system was. But it was probably productive and the way you were carrying yourself. Anytime you go against the grain of things, something is going is bound to happen and is bound to implode. I mean, it, it's just it is what it is. So so I was seen as going against the grain. You are right. Things did implode. Um, the dress code, because I'm always very aware of what the dress code says to the letter. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't like to wear the same exact thing all the time unless you've given me a uniform to wear, right? Right, right. And so, and like I said, at the time, there was it was a big girl moment. And I'm not a slouchy big girl. I, big girls in my family, I never saw slouch walking out the house to go to work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be put together. Makeup going to be on. Unless I'm having an acne face moment, then it's not going to be any makeup. But, like, you know, like, so... So I'm reading the dress code, and although it's no longer, you know, you have to wear a suit and tie, it was business casual unless it was on a particular day. Then it was jeans, and then it it still specified the type of shirt you were to wear with and the type of jeans you were to wear, mm-hmm. which the COO was no longer doing. Right. <clears throat> I couldn't get her to see because, yes, at some point I made it to a point in this job where I was sitting in meetings with the COO and the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I could not get her to see that because she came to work dressed like she was dressed, you can't make everybody else change because she would complain about how everybody was dressed. Yeah, but she that, would come dressed like a slouch. Yeah, that 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 doesn't work because the majority of people are visual. Ninety percent of the population is visual people, so they're gonna go off of what you see, what they see, not what you say. So she would be complaining in these meetings that, you know, they would be slouchy. That's part of why production was down. I got to tell y'all, this lady really was a smart lady. I know it doesn't sound like it, but she really was. Is. She's not dead. Okay, so she, she would be complaining, but she wouldn't change the way she would dress. She would want me and this other lady to, and this gentleman, to fix it. And they would try to fix themselves and then they would come back to work looking like slouches and she would be all upset and mad because they look like slouches. <sighs> Should have put a mirror in front of her. You the head of the company. Here's the mirror. Look at you. But look, she knew. I'm telling you, she's smart. Let me tell you what she said to me one day. She was complaining about this lady who was on the skinny side who had a mini skirt on that you could actually see her butt cheeks. And the shirt she wore with this mini skirt was slouch. And the lady, the COO, actually said, turned and said to me in a meeting, you know, you're a big girl. I'm a big girl. You know how to dress. You come in here dressed better than me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you. You said one thing to start off. To, to start off, you said she had been there for a couple of decades, and she had become complacent. When you're not on the cutting edge of everything that you need to do to make your situation better, 
you're going to be complacent. You're going to have some dry spots where you just don't feel like that anymore. But what is that going to do to your organization? It went down the hill. It's going to make it go down the hill because if you're slacked on your, your, your dress code policy, don't you think you're going to be slacked in other positions? And, 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 and then that trickles down from the top into your people, into your staff. And what happens is, what happens is they see what you're now half doing and they're going to do less than half of what you're doing. That's what happened. (laughs) And so when you, when you don't hold up a standard, a, 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 a perfect standard to, to, to your eyes and to see what's going on, your people are going to do the same thing. Now, there are people who hold up the standard and some of those people that's on their staff try to meet that, 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 that threshold and get it done. There are also people in that same organization that is going to buck the system. They're going to come in looking like trash. That's what they did every day. They're going to come in looking like trash. They're going to think like trash. They're going to they gonna work like it's trashy. So you got people that do that, but that don't mean that the that the the leader, the model, ain't still doing what they need to do. Some people just have that type of characteristic about themselves, I guess. Some people just downright trifling nasty. But they kept calling it their job, and when they and then when I would say, "But it's not your job." It, well, whose job is it? Uh, it belongs to the board of directors. But see, this 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 jumps off into the the point of people don't a lot of people don't understand logistics and how things work, and that's why I said it's entitlement. You like you said earlier, you didn't design the company. You didn't design the job. You didn't de- design the job description. Even if you are in this company and you make a certain department inside of this company, you made that certain department inside of the company, but you still didn't make the job. <laughs> that would be correct. So so it, it, it people don't understand how the pit the, the pieces go together for organizations to make it fit and to make it run properly. And anytime you, you lose sight of, of knowing what your job description is, then that's when you tend to jump over to other people's lanes and then you cause friction with the whole business as a whole. And now it can't function like it needs to at all. And then it all goes to hell in the handbasket. So let me tell you what I always knew. At first, I didn't know that I knew this until I really started paying attention, right? I was in my mid-20s when it first came to light for me. I've always, 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 as far back as childhood, I blame it on being a middle kid. Okay, I've been able to take a look at something, do the job that's been asked of me, but also 
transform the job to my skill set, create a new position for myself, mm -hmm. creating that position where no, you would have to find a special person to replace me. Mm -hmm. You can't mm -hmm. replace the job you presented for me because my skill set allowed that job to be productive and it allowed that job to now become necessary in your organization. Right. So where you may not want me there anymore, you struggle trying to find someone who can do the job in a manner close enough to mine to continue in that in that vein, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. I figured that out early on. I was working as a manager. I had been an assistant manager and I was working at a as a manager and my district manager, it was at a clothing store that's no longer in existence. And my district manager was in San Antonio. And she never came to Houston. She came well, she came one time when she hired us. When she hired me. I had to hire everybody else that worked for me. I had to like from the ground up put carpeting in I, the whole shebang. Okay. You had to build the store. You had I to had build to it. build the store. All she mm -hmm. did was sit in her office and make sure the correct order was coming. Because it was a chain store, but it was a chain store uh, run by a corporate structure, and they had all these different different stores. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sister stores. Okay. That's all she did was make sure that I got the right uh, stuff. But mm -hmm. once the stuff got in there, it was between me and my staff to actually hang the stuff up, put it out right. the box, hang it up, steam it, all of that. Right. I had to uh get the it was a storefront uh in our downtown area and i had to contract somebody to like come by and wash the windows inside and out like i had to like i had to do i was the manager of the store okay mm -hmm. i i i got pregnant with my son and i passed out in the back room, uh, taking the stuff out the boxes, the new shipment out the boxes. Got to the doctor. The doctor put me on three-month bed rest. I, I did not, I know I had not figured out I was pregnant. Okay. This is my second child, but I had not figured out I was pregnant. And I was working, working, working my butt off in this store all times of the day and night, right? Mm -hmm. And I passed out trying to pull some clothes out of the box. The doctor puts me on three-month bed rest, but I still went to work the next day so that I could get my assistant manager in order, get the store in order, give everybody what they needed to do, tell my workers what was up, you know, reconcile anything that I could reconcile before I went on break, mm -hmm. call my boss, right? 
-hmm. Fax my boss. We still did faxing back then. Fax my boss the paperwork from the doctor saying I had to go on bed rest. This was not a, I think you should go on bed rest. There was, this was, you need to go on bed rest. Mandatory. Mm -hmm. Okay. I faxed her the paperwork. I'm talking to her on the phone. Yes, we had a separate line. Back then, Some most people didn't have a separate line for the fax or for the phone. Right. We had a separate fax and phone line. So I'm talking to her while I'm faxing this over. No, we didn't have email like that. No. <laughs> okay. So she's getting it and she's huffing and puffing while she's talking to me. <sighs> oh. <sighs> so I say, what's wrong? She says, how dare you get pregnant again? Now, huh? Real raggy? <laughs> I, needless to say, I quit. Okay? I want to tell you that when where we worked downtown, there were some ne'er-do-wells who would like to hang out and I would go outside in my, in my way and they would move around because I wanted my ladies to come into the store and not be afraid. Right. Needless to say, when I quit, one of my workers called me and say, Hey, did you know, the assistant manager was saying this, that, and the third to you to the district manager. Saying this, that, and the third about you to the district manager. I said, "Well, I had my, I had my feeling she was doing that." Oh, okay. Well, it's it's strong now. So I'm sure it is because I quit, and she don't really know what to do because I really didn't let her do everything. You know that I did. Right, because because you think about what what was going on in that particular situation. If she didn't show up, she didn't know the ins and outs and the workings of the the property, the store. You know what I'm saying? She counted on you to set up, design, do accounting, and do sales. And she and as long as you did that there was no need for her to show up. So basically she was put in a cush job, I mean a cushy job, <laughs> easy, while you was doing the hard work and the labor. Both of them. So you had my district manager who was up there doing nothing, then you had my assistant manager who was doing nothing. Right. Right. So now they both have to do something. Something. Exactly. So who 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 to blame but the person that's gone? Right. Exactly. Right? It makes sense as to why you can't do what you're supposed to do. But, but see, this is why. This is why, if companies don't thrive off of one one person in a seat, they thrive off of many people in seats doing many different tasks. That's why it's also best to cross train people. Because when you cross-train people, they at least have an idea of a working knowledge or a working knowledge of the job description that the next person does. But here's so, the problem. Because I've never 
ever had a problem. I know you heard me say I didn't let her do anything, mm -hmm. but it wasn't because I didn't want her to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. I have never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever had a problem with showing people what I did. Yeah. Because yeah. I always understood that you still that you still not me. You still are going to interpret it the way you interpret it. So you, you still can't do it just like I do it. That, but I can show you what happens and how I do things. I've always done that. Listen, that's why people have a problem. That's why people take people's ideas. Because first, they don't have an imagination on how to put something together for themselves, which that is a requirement. You got to have at least have an imagination to think of it. The second part about that is, is if you take my idea, you can put it out there, but you don't know the inning and outs of working that idea like I had. It. That's right. And that's what happened to it because... I, one of my co one of my one of my employees called me. It was around Christmas time, and said, "Girl, guess what?" I said, "What?" So and so got hit over the head with a gun, held up and hit over the head with a gun when she got ready to make the bank run. I said, "What?" One of them people that stand out in front of the corner. Yes. Mm -hmm. I said, but no, they cool. They 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 was looking out for us. They no, they I I had where they was looking out for us. I, we had a whole conversation. Look, I don't care who y'all hit up. Just don't hit me up. I can't don't. Please don't do that. Like I actually had that conversation with them. Right. But see, that's but see, that's the thing. People want to make other people that look like they're less than somebody not approachable. And you think about it, when you talk to people with common sense and on a level that they're a human being and you're a human being and I'm not greater or lesser than you, then people understand how to operate in that. Like in the in the job that I do, I'm I'm a manager at the job where I am employed. One of the guys is gonna get ready to leave. Uh Monday is his last day. Young guy, but it's like when he wrote out the two weeks notice to me, he was like, yeah, I want to thank you for the opportunity. You know, I want to thank you for being such a, a nice boss and being able to talk to me about different things and trying to make me better. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to say none of that, but it's all in how you talk to people and it's how you talk to people and where you talk to people. Now, granted, I don't talk to nobody on my staff unless the higher-ups come talk to me about something that's wrong. So, because I'm not going to micromanage nobody. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to stand over you and tell you how to do this. If that's the case, then what the hell do I need you for? <laughs> and that's I what I feel. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have time to do that. So, now, granted, when we had maybe we'll meet maybe once every two weeks just to see how everything is going. If something is bad on my agenda, oh, I go in there and go off. But what they come to realize in me is like they realize that he's saying what needs to be said right now. But guess what? I'm doing it in a conference room 
and I'm not doing it on the floor, embarrassing nobody. You know? <laughs> and well, listen, you can still have people who are resentful, even if you approach it that way. Yes, absolutely. So I told you it took me maybe two, three years to move up in this company, this one particular company. And when I came to work there, they put, they were reorganizing a department. Mm -hmm. And they brought me in from the outside and they moved someone over from one department to another who had been there a long time. She'd actually been there a long time, left, done something else for several years, and then came back and yeah. had been back for two years. Yeah. Now, in behind closed doors, they were all saying she can't do anything, but if you teach her one task, she will work that task as a horse with blinders on. Yeah. I thought that was disrespectful in the first place. Okay. And and that that is because that's 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 <laughs> yeah. We worked together. We had two or three bosses. And she didn't understand that they were bringing me in in a job title that was one rung higher than her. Like right. my job title actually said that I was supposed to be her supervisor. Right. Okay, but I didn't do that. Okay, I she was my coworker. And, but here and, I was doing all the work. They had her doing one very simple task. And here I was running all over myself doing all this work. We had three, I think three supervisors that one left and then we had two more, right? And finally, the VP went to the COO and was like, why can't we just give it to her? She's doing it anyway. Every time one of them leaves, she's got to do what they do. Just give it to her. So I became a, they still wouldn't let me call me the director. <laughs> they call me the supervisor now. So now I'm the supervisor. Now they sent out an email that says you're the supervisor. But before I was the supervisor, whenever I needed to give this girl something to do, I would take her to the other side of the building where no one would hear us. Mm -hmm. And she would behave as if she was agreeable. And she would do lazily, but she would do. Once I became the supervisor, now I have, I don't have an office that I can actually call mine. Right. But I have use of the office when I need to get things done, super, supervisory, right? Mm -hmm. So now I call her into this office to say what I'm going to say. Now she's and resentful. She, she's even more resentful. Yep. So now she says, well, she she's talking to me. I think we're talking. I think we're being a team because I never became the super supervisor like I was always in the trenches working with her because that's the way I believe I should behave as a supervisor anyway yep so she says well I don't understand why 
I never got access to this. Even though I'm doing the job, I always have to use your at login access. I was like, well, I never understood that either. I said, let me make, let me find out. So I go in to the COO and I say, is there a reason why this person has to keep using my login access to do this particular job? She goes, huh, well, you know, she's not really this or that. She's not very, basically, she was saying she's not really bright that, you know, she's just a workhorse. You just give her one job and she just like, she was like, but you mean to tell me she's been doing this job since you all got here? I was like, well, I was doing it for like the first year and a half. Then when I got so many other tasks to do, it was given to her, although I still do it because it's a bigger kind of job and I, I still do it when I have time. But that's all she works on. And within three minutes, she turned around. I mean, she turned, we're talking. She turns around to her computer. She goes, dip, dip, dip on our system. And she says, okay, she's got access now. Yeah, I mean, but but they probably, listen, if you don't have what is called assertiveness and you don't ask the questions on why, then you ain't going to have the answers. They're just going to keep running it the way they're running it. But if you asking the person what's going on and what's this is a problem for the job not to run smoothly if i gotta go keep typing in logins for this woman (laughs) and then it's pushing me further behind just give her access to what she needs so she can do the job that's what i said but guess what i go back and i say okay here try it now you should be able to do it and she gets even more resentful yeah, because she's been doing this job for all this time and I go in there and I get her access within three minutes. But see, this is the thing though. Who fault was that? Was that your fault or was it her fault for not asking the right question? If you don't ask for the information, nobody is going to hand it to you. That That's, that's what the problem is. <laughs> so, and then you you being able to turn around and get access like that and 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 get the question answered i yeah that's a good reason to be pissed off if you've been trying to find out where they've been happening but that was your fault because you ain't then the vp goes back to her to the coo and says listen this girl has been doing this job this job this job this job make her the director yeah she doesn't want to do it so he, the VP, thinks about everything that I'm doing, creates a job for me, and goes in and says to her, well, if you're not going to make her the director of that department, you need to do this because this is what she's actually doing. Yeah. And it turned out that I had my hands on everything department in that organization but see that's 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 the thing though that's the that's the thing when you go into a company you should never say what you will not do because you can always build and learn different things in organizations that you didn't know that will help you in being an entrepreneur and, and doing your own business or being a philanthropist, 
or whatever the case may be, you need to get all that you can get when you're in them organizations. But people go into the mind, with the mindset, I just want to, I just want to get a check. Correct. Then, then, then that is the problem because you don't see yourself beyond getting a check from that particular company. And then when that folds, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to go into the same to a different company with the same mentality. And well, it never it never elevates who you are. If you if you don't if you don't see yourself as something more than a paycheck, like I gotta go get my paycheck, you've just answered your question. Yeah. You don't know why you can't progress in a company the way this other person is. Exactly. It's so, because listen. you're so busy saying, but I gotta go get a paycheck being resentful of everyone else in the company trying to do dogged things to make yourself better or to boast yourself for the boss bosses see all of that whether they say it or not not exactly 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 listen this conversation is so good we get, we're gonna need to do a, a a part two to this you know and maybe we can get some help on some of the uh, corporation stuff from a, a person who who lives the life of that all day every day but it won't be me <laughs> so uh this is insane rhetoric join us on all our platforms which is uh spotify uh youtube twitter we are on uh anchor fm we're on iHeartRadio. we're on prime we're on facebook we're on everything you know what i'm saying like Pinky and the Brain. What are we going to do today, Brain? Try to Conquer take over the, the world. world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we on everything. Uh, hit us up on our website at insane rhetoric with a K.com. That's insane rhetoric with a K.com. We got our real talk page that you can hit us up. And you know what we say about our real talk. No time foolery. We're coming up on September the 11th, the 20th anniversary. Uh, yeah, I don't want to hear about nothing being blown up new. So I ain't going to say nothing, but my co-host will report you. Um, so we want to just tell you to remember to enjoy the ride. That is insane rhetoric. And we hope to see you soon, soon, soon. <laughs> We out. Bye, y'all. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you had as much fun as we did discussing this episode. Sometimes these topics are hard and sometimes they're just so funny. We can't help ourselves. But as always, remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. We'll see you next time.